hair can from her belt and spraying to slow her approach. She pulled him out of his slow spin, sprayed more air, and put an arm over his shoulder. Jake, we need to pull it together, hun. He opened his red-rimmed eyes, glanced at her, then away. I can't. He took in a deep, shuddering breath. Laura's gone, he gasped. She dug her fingers into the shoulder of his work suit and nodded slowly. I know. You think I don't know? Laura was gone. Her wife was gone. The love of her life was gone. You think she'd want you to just wait for this lander to fall apart? We need to know how much air we lost. Find out if anything else failed when... When the debris hit, she clipped her air can back to her belt and reached across to squeeze his bicep and his forearm, delivering deep pressure for half a second or so. Then she turned to face him and squeezed down along his shoulders. His breathing responded to the steady rhythm, and when she shook him gently, he finally met her gaze. She'd never forgive me if I let you die out here. We need to run the checks, Jake. The ghost of a smile twitched over his lips. Then he looked away, eyes squeezed shut again. After a few seconds of silence, he let out a long, shuddering breath. Hell with that. She'd kill me if anything happened to you. She sobbed, but swallowed it down. It was hard to stop, but she managed for Jake. Okay, then. Tell me about the tests. He took another long breath. Two. They came out shaky, but the lines of pain on his face eased into simple exhaustion and the leftovers of shock. We're okay. The lander would be screaming at us if we were in immediate danger, but I'll run the playbook. He put his hands on her wrists, gave them a little squeeze, then pulled them from his shoulders. He squirted the can without unclipping it from his waist and turned wordlessly towards the connecting passage where the system records were ever and always displayed. She turned herself towards the water closet. She needed to pee, and she needed to be alone for just a moment so she could let more tears out and smother them all at once in the arm of her work jacket without bringing her brother down with her. How could he function, she wondered. She knew the answer, though. He functioned because she couldn't. She was too numb to feel guilty for making him push his pain down, just to keep them alive. Locked inside the lavatory, vacuum hose strapped in place, the tears came. She muffled the crying as best she could, but let the pain leak out. Soon her sleeves were wet and her flesh chilled. Laura was gone and there was no one for her to call, no one to tell. No aunts, uncles, or grandmothers. Mrs. Thorsten had died in childbirth with Jake, and Mr. Thorsten on an oil rig during Laura's last year of college, nine years gone now. That left nobody but Ellie to make sure Jake got home safe, to live the life Laura had worked so hard to help secure for him, she buried her face in her sodden sleeves again, feeling another churning spasm in her chest, 
when she remembered what her journey over the horizon of her small rock home had revealed. She wished she was still there, laying cable to secure mining suits and drilling equipment to fearing the worst for Laura, but still hoping for the best, when she'd found the great black and silver ship. The thing that couldn't exist. Humans didn't build things that big. That ship was blocking every radio spectrum, every call channel. It was no coincidence it was here. No coincidence she could scream as loud as she wanted, and no one would hear her. No coincidence Laura was dead. That ship had killed her lover. The tears were gone again. Her emotions quieted, as if someone had flipped a switch inside her. She could mourn later. She had to keep Jake's...